0: Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a human design expert, brain rewiring certified coach, and a high 70 energy healer. On this podcast, we talk about all things personal growth, brain rewiring, human design, energetics, mindset, and so much more. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at SandyYang.HD I hope you feel empowered by what we talk about today. Let's dive in. Hello, friends! I am speaking to you from my quarantine hotel in Taiwan. We are on day 5 out of 10. And so far, so good actually just kidding i've had a lot of ups and downs to be very honest with you and currently we are on an up so let's hope this lasts a while anyways it is officially april we're in q2 of this year and we are deep in airy season as a leo sun i feel right at home during this season and the energy just feels very motivating and i am bringing the podcast back and I am looking to spice up the content, if you will. So today we're talking about energetics of weight. This is actually a topic I've always wanted to podcast about, but I felt like the timing wasn't right and, you know, is a controversial topic, but lately there seems to be more interest and demand, so here we are. But I actually talk about this all the time with my one-on-one energy healing clients. Now, if this is not your cup of tea, I suggest you either listen to it with an open mind or just don't. I have been doing energy healing for the past year now. I think of things in terms of energetics because everything has an energetic component. I also feel like this topic is really important because a lot of women and men think of losing weight as just something you can achieve through exercise and diet. And that is so far from the truth. Like, yes, those things are really important, but it is so common that people don't think about the invisible causes of weight gain, such as stress. So if you've been trying to lose weight, you are eating whole foods mostly, you exercise, you take care of yourself physically, but you're still not reaching your goal, you feel like there's just like this layer that won't get off you, this episode is for you. This is not medical advice. This is just food for thought. Okay, so let's get right into it. I first came across this concept of energetic weight in 2018 through this book called The Archetype Diet, written by Dana James. She is a functional nutritionist. She is very qualified. This book was actually so refreshing to me because at that point, I had already learned a lot about nutrition and micronutrients and macronutrients, all that kinds of stuff. But this book was talking about your sense of self-worth and how that affects where and how you store body fat. Of course, it also educates you on how you can shift that through behavioral change. There's a quiz you can take on her website that shows you which archetype you are. You are either a nurturer a Wonder Woman, a Femme Fatale, or a Ethereal. So all these different archetypes, they each store body fat in a very different way. For example, if you identify as the Wonder Woman, you might be someone who is very career-driven, very ambitious, you maybe tend to overwork, and you might have higher stress levels, so you have higher cortisol levels, leading you to store body fat in your midsection. And another example is the nurturer who is very loving, grounded. They may tend to be the overgiving type. Think about the mother who never gets enough sleep. Is always rushing to take their children to school. They get up, they don't eat. They you know, do everything they need to do for their children. And when that's done is maybe already noon and they forgot to eat. So they grab the easiest thing they can find that might be, I don't know, a muffin. And because they feel like they need to lift up the world for everybody, they tend to have bigger arms and bigger shoulders. So Our sense of self, how we derive our self-worth and our sense of identity can really affect the shape of our bodies. So I highly recommend the book. Check out her website. She has been on several podcasts, so check those out as well. But today, we are talking about five energetic reasons you are holding on to weight. So number one... You are holding on to energy from other people and you are not cutting cords. This is very common for people who are healers, therapists, coaches. You interact with a lot of people every single day. You feel like you're an empath. But basically, we are always exchanging energy with one another that is part of being in the world. But sometimes when we are healers, especially a lot of healers gain weight after becoming healers because they are, you know, helping other people process. And during that processing, you sometimes internalize that. And if you don't consciously release it, that can manifest into body fat, especially around the waistline. When I go into an energy healing session or I have a coaching client, we are talking about pretty deep stuff that has to do with their childhood, their current life, their frustrations. Like we get deep. And after those sessions, I don't want to internalize that into my own field. I can care for them, hold space for them without internalizing it. It is my responsibility to diligently maintain my energetic hygiene. It is like taking a shower, to be honest. When I first started coaching back in like early 2019, I didn't understand this concept. I know I was gaining weight, but I did not know why. Like I wasn't eating more. I was still exercising, but it's like all of a sudden I was wearing this layer that didn't feel like mine. It's just like somehow I knew this is like not me. And thinking back, I would be thinking about my client's problems like after the session for the whole week. I'll be like, okay, so they're going through X, Y, and Z. How do I help them? But honestly, like as a coach, your job is to hold space, not to solve another person's problem. So I was internalizing their emotional energy. So cutting cords is super important. If you don't want to be weighed down energetically because of others, when I work with energy healing clients, sometimes I tune into their auric field. And this person just feels like their auric field is so cluttered. And there's this really strong energetic attachment to other people, sometimes it's their parents, sometimes it's their significant other. And cutting cord, letting go of those attachments, doesn't mean you cut them off or you just don't have a relationship anymore. It's just letting go of certain aspects of that dynamic, especially if there's codependent behaviors. The cord can be especially strong because, you know, the client might feel like, oh, yes, they want to be there for this other person. But instead of just holding space, they absorb that sadness or frustration as their own. Like they want to solve this person's problem, like it's their responsibility. And this is not uncommon. So if you think this reason might apply to you, think about Where are you holding energy that is not yours? Think about close friendships, romantic relationships. If you are an intuitive, you work with a lot of clients, you are empathic. It is very, very common that, you know, when people have an energy healing session with me or another energy healer, they feel physically lighter afterwards because that cord has been cut and they lose inflammation. Sometimes weight, like it's not actually fat, it's just inflammation. Like when you were eating the standard American diet for many years and all of a sudden you go gluten-free or you eat mainly whole foods, is like that shift is very quick because you're just losing the inflammation. Okay, so how do you cut cords? You can certainly work with an energy healer on maybe a monthly basis or a quarterly basis. It will be more thorough. You can do it yourself such as saging yourself, taking a nice magnesium bath, just setting the intention that you're letting go of other people's energy that is not serving you. You can also play with crystals, clear quartz, black tourmaline, can be really good. I'm not crystal expert, so just, you know, look into this for yourself. But let's say you have a deep cord attached to an ex-partner for many years, and you're having a hard time letting it go. An energy healer can be really helpful in helping you process this, but... One tool I really love is the unsent letter. So let's say you have this cord that is still around with an ex-partner and you're having a really hard time letting it go. You need closure. Sometimes we need closure, but that person is not available or they're just incapable of providing that closure. Writing the unsent letter can be very healing. So take out a piece of paper, write down what you want to tell them without filter. I'm not kidding when I say without filter because sometimes people do this exercise and they're like, oh, they behaved this way because X, Y, and Z, so it's not really their fault. Well, they're never gonna see this letter. This exercise is for you. So write down whatever you need to say. The nastier, the better. This should be a very emotional exercise, but you will feel A huge sense of relief if you let yourself fully do it. Okay, reason number two you might be holding on to energetic weight is that you are not releasing your own emotions. So think about how, when you were a child, if you were upset, you would scream you would yell you would punch things and kick things but now that you are an adult you are so used to suppressing your own emotions and when you do process it you're really just sitting there thinking about it maybe you journal worse you take it out on other people unintentionally you will not believe how often people, like women, tell me they don't want to be too dramatic or too emotional or too much or too expressive. Like, we're so afraid to feel our emotions, but it's emotional energy, and energy can be transmuted, it can be released. So, if you just, you know, journal it out and cry it out, dance it out, move through it, maybe punch your pillows it can move through in such a bigger way. I love it when I just give myself time to fully feel my emotions. And it's not always easy. I know sometimes I like let it sit for a few days and then I'm like, fuck it, I just need to do it. But like let yourself fully go into the anger, go into the resentment, go into the jealousy, like fucking hate them, fucking hate the situation. And like after you feel it, it's released. And I'm absolutely positive you have experienced this for yourself. Like you have a big cry, like a big cry. And afterwards, like your skin is cleared up, like inflammation is gone, like like you feel lighter. Crying is really healing. So screaming, crying, also breath work. It doesn't have to be with a practitioner. Focus on exhale-oriented breaths. Let that release be physical. Feel it to heal it, they say. I have also noticed that my clients for energy healing and brain rewiring tend to lose weight because finally, they are consistently processing their emotions and, you know, moving through that energy. So uh, this is really important. Okay, let's move on to the third energetic reason you are holding on to weight. You are holding on to weight because it is acting as a layer of protection because you don't feel safe emotionally or physically. This is highly correlated to trauma healing. So I think a lot of us have heard that someone goes to a somatic therapy or something to heal their trauma and all of a sudden they lose a bunch of weight well trauma can store in the body trauma is energy so it makes sense um if you have listened to the first two reasons but when we don't feel safe on a subconscious level like our body wants to hide and be protected so let's say you move around a lot like you are moving every few months you don't know when you're gonna be next you don't feel rooted you don't feel grounded you might hold on to weight because your body needs to ground it's like a protection mechanism you can be living with roommates that you don't feel comfortable with maybe you are always trying to minimize interaction you don't spend time in the common area because you don't want to talk to them maybe you go to sleep feeling like you have to lock the door multiple times or you are in a toxic abusive demissive relationship you work in a toxic environment Um, basically like think about where you just don't feel like you can be yourself Recently, I had a client who has been in a marriage that wasn't going well for many years. She never felt safe to speak up for her needs. After working together for a month, she finally had the courage to speak up. And just in a week, she noticed that she lost three out of the 10 pounds that she has been trying to lose for years and years. So that is super cool. So think about where do you not feel safe to be yourself? And I know sometimes we'd be like, I'm safe, but really think about like, is there fear of failure, fear of being seen, fear of judgment? Um, those can really make us hold on to wait. I had another client who was living with a male roommate for a while and It's not that he was intentionally being creepy, but sometimes boys are just boys and she didn't feel comfortable living there. And once she moved out, she lost like five pounds in like a month. It's really common to see people lose a bunch of weight very quickly without trying after getting out of a toxic environment where they felt stuck. And I'm not saying you have to change your whole life, you don't have to change your job, or change your partnership. But this is like something important to think about. Um, A lot of times, well, obviously, if you are in an abusive environment, get yourself to safety, that should be a priority. But a lot of times, we have this fear not because there really is something to be fearful of it is because of an inner child wound that affects our perception of how we see the world when we become adults like the client i mentioned before who finally spoke up for herself to her husband it wasn't because he will abuse her or there really was something to be afraid of It was more about the buildup of anticipation that it won't go well and, you know, what could happen if things start to change after she speaks up for herself, like how would that change her living situation and her marriage and their son's quality of living is like a bunch of those things. But when she finally walked through the fear and had that conversation, it actually was relatively constructive so I want you to ask yourself am I really not safe like is it really not safe for me to speak up for my own needs or was I dismissed when I was a child when I did speak up for my needs and you are not that child anymore and um, inner child healing can be so good for This stuff not only to work through emotional wounds, but also obviously you were talking about weight loss here. But yeah, the benefits is tremendous. Okay, number four. You can be gaining weight because your life doesn't feel nourishing. You don't feel fulfilled. You don't feel full from your day-to-day life. You maybe have a really good career on paper, like you seem really successful, but you fucking hate going to the office every single day and you just feel drained and depleted. Maybe you feel bored in your life and you're just complacent. So, feeling depleted, feeling drained can definitely make you feel stuck and lead to unhealthy behaviors around food people either over consume or they control food. Either way it is not good. I remember when I was in my last relationship and my last job, this was like, like a clusterfuck. Honestly, I didn't like my job at all. Like I would be dragging my ass to work every single day. And I obviously like love my ex-partner but I knew something needed to change and I just felt really tired all the time and every time I had like a bite of ice cream or you know like like a decadent carby fatty food I would just feel like oh my god it's like it like lights up my soul Like it sounds stupid, but it was like food became my source of joy. I also want to point out sometimes people are depleted and feel malnourished because they don't allow life to nourish them and support them. It is very common in like my coaching sessions and energy healing sessions that people talk about how they need more support they feel unsupported why do they have to do everything by themselves they feel so depleted and when we really look into it they are the one blocking themselves from receiving support they maybe have like support at home for childcare. they have a whole team at work to support them they have massage appointments every two weeks or so but they are always rushing in and out and it's like the support is there but are you allowing yourself to receive that support Um, so yeah like that's something important to think about where do you feel nourished in your life where do you feel you could need more nourishment and how do you allow life to nourish you Okay, number five. This is the last one. It has to do with your subconscious thoughts. Um, I'm not going to talk about the science of the subconscious, but let's say you operate on this narrative that the only way for you to lose weight is to lift really heavy, work out really hard, do a bunch of HIIT workouts, and be really strict with your food. That's the only way you can lose weight. You have this impression that it has to be hard and you have to grind in order to see results. Or you are always feeling like your thighs are too big. Like, oh, you're always talking about my thighs are my problem areas. I hate my thighs. And you're always thinking about losing weight. So where we focus our attention is where we focus our energy. So when you think about losing weight all the time, even though you're thinking about that weight loss, your focus is actually on weight. It's kind of like when you are thinking about manifesting more money so you can pay off your debt. You're like, I don't want debt. I don't want debt. Yeah, I get it. You don't want debt. But like, by saying that you are focusing the energy on debt. So this is just like something to think about, like catch yourself when you are looping on, oh, I need to lose more body fat, I need to lose weight. Stop thinking and focusing on fat and weight. I know this is easier said than done, but just like start having that awareness so we can make shifts. Focus on how you want to feel and how you want to look. A lot of people feel like, yeah, I need to work super hard and be super diligent in order to see results. But there are people who maintain the shape of their body with ease or they lose weight with ease, like it's fun and it's easy and it's joyful. So think about that. I know there are like multiple layers to this. There's like DNA, diet, lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. But control what you can control. Also, like what do you want your identity to be attached to? Do you want to identify yourself as this person who always has weight to lose this person who just have big arms or this person who is always bloated. Um, So like, think about how you want to identify yourself and really get clear on how this person think, act and feel. You don't have to, you know, wake up tomorrow and just like be completely different, but really like get clear on how this person think, act and feels how do they start their morning what do they eat for lunch how do they eat their lunch do they inhale their food or do they eat mindfully and really engage their senses and enjoy every bite and um yeah so like have fun with this see where you can make the shift and okay so like there's this have you guys heard of the milkshake study But the point is, how we see our food, what we think the food will do to us, is significant. I will link the podcast in the show notes, but it is on Huberman Lab. It is very credible. Um, It's like this conversation between these two professors at Stanford, and they're, like, very, very qualified, but basically, the in the milkshake study, um, two, there are two groups, so one group drank a milkshake that they thought was low calorie, and, you know, yeah, it's, like, low calorie, low fat, all the things, so it's, like, a diet milkshake, and the other group, they drank the same milkshake, but they were told this is, like, cal- calorically dense and you know this is like full of nutrients and the first group you know got hungrier sooner and they didn't feel fulfilled whereas the second group they thought like this is a calorically dense milkshake and will last them for longer even though it's the same milkshake they had higher satiety levels their blood sugar react it more favorably so how we interpret the what the food will do to us really is significant it doesn't have to be oh you eat a bunch of french fries and you tell yourself this is good for you it doesn't have to be black or white but let's say on Saturday night, you and your husband go out to eat, and you guys order a really nice plate of pasta, and your logical brain is like, okay, this is like really carby, is high salt, high fat, high carbs, is going to do xyz to my body, and you're gonna eat that food, and you're like, basically, your brain is signaling to your digestion, like, basically like raise your blood sugar make it spike and store fat and blah 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 whereas if you just be like okay this is a really beautiful plate of pasta that is like well made I'm here with the love of my life and this evening is so great I'm so grateful to be here well you're going to digest that food very differently so if you're going to eat that pasta how do you want to digest it So there you go. Five energetic reasons you might be holding on to weight. I am sharing because I really want everybody to understand the energetic component of weight gain. I mean, I can speak for myself. Sometimes I know that there is a bigger reason behind this, you know, five pounds I've gained. But it's tempting to be like, oh, you know, I'll just work out a few more times this week or I'll eat less at dinner. And you're like not really addressing the real cause. We talked a lot about energy healing, brain rewiring, the subconscious mind. Um, If you want to learn more on this topic, definitely let me know. I share more on those topics on my Instagram at sandyyang.hd, on my newsletter, on this podcast, and if you feel called to go deep in a one-on-one session, definitely DM me if you have any questions, or you can just go ahead and book a session. This episode has gone way deeper than I had anticipated, but I am really happy to share this content because... Our bodies are the physical manifestation of our relationship with ourselves, our subconscious beliefs, and how we take care of ourselves. All of that is also interconnected with our relationship with other people and our relationship with money. This stuff is truly holistic and I hope you learned something new today. hope this was helpful. Definitely let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear from you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you next time.